Welcome to the Immigrant Voices Podcast Project. I'm Deb Bluestein, and I'll be bringing you the voices of the courageous people who have made the U.S. their home. You'll hear about the lives and people they left behind in their native countries, their journeys here, their struggles and successes. You'll hear from parents of dreamers, dreamers themselves, undocumented to naturalized citizens, and everything in between. Out of economic need and a desire to improve his family's lifestyle, Geraldo and his wife arrived in the United States with their youngest son in a 10-year visa. Despite his college education in law and experience in banking, Geraldo rolled up his sleeves to clean houses and restaurants. As the years passed, learning English became a driving force for Geraldo. When the visa expired, they risked uncertain immigrant status to continue their lives in the U.S. Thanks to today's technology, Geraldo and his wife connect with family members they left behind in Brazil frequently. Still, it's a connection that can never replace the too long delayed joy of hugging the grandchildren he has never met. Determined to expand his world beyond the local Brazilian community, Geraldo founded a home maintenance, cleaning, and handyman LLC business. An established entrepreneur, Geraldo boasts over 25 clients, continually expanding his offerings while ever mindful to keep his work life and family life in balance. My next guest is Geraldo from Brazil, who came to the United States in 1999. And Geraldo, tell me, what was it that brought you here? Why did you come to the United States? I came to the United States because of the economic situation in my country. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because uh, despite having a good job, the salary did not meet a comfortable living standards. How big was your family at that point? I have uh, three sons living in Brazil right now. Mm-hmm. And one son uh, living with me and my wife over here. But my family, that's very, very big Brazilian family, a third world family. It's always big families. Have you been in touch with them recently about the coronavirus? I know they're having a terrible yeah. epidemic there. Yes, we haven't touched every day. You have to talk to them. And I see them on FaceTime calls, mm-hmm. and I'm talking to them as much as possible. So let's go back to 1999. Was it easy to come here? You decided for economic reasons that you wanted to come to the United States? Uh, yeah, because I, I had a nice job over there. It's a good job. I get a visa. You said you had a nice job in Brazil. What kind of work did you do? I work in a banking and in a supervising role. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a good wage, but not enough to have a good, um, I don't know how to say that. But Lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, I can't afford the, my, my son's tuition and everything, and I have to come to the United States. Did you know anybody here in the United States? 
Yes, I had friends that was received me over here. I come to them, to their house, and, and they give me support. So how long did it take you to get to the United States once you decided you wanted to come here? What what did you have to do to come? Did you just, how many months or years happened? Once I decided to come, I sold my belongings and uh, get some money to support me here for a while. And I came in uh, six months planning and come. Not too far, not too long. Did you fly here? I fly straight to Boston. Oh, straight to Boston. Okay. Yeah. Did you have any problems with immigration or anything like that? No, no, no. no I have a visa for 10 years. And at that time, now it's expired, but and I have no no problem to, to pass through. And how many of your children did you bring with you? I didn't bring my son and my family at the same time I came. They stay in Brazil for a while, about six months, and then they come. After the six months, they come, my wife and my, my youngest. I see. So you left the other sons in Brazil? Yeah. Was uh, that a hard decision? <laughs> it's always a hard decision. I feel sick for that, but I'm here about 20 years, and I, I didn't see them anymore, only by FaceTime. No. Wow. I, that must be difficult. I have, yes. I Now I have uh, grandsons, grandkids. Mm-hmm. No, like uh, six grandkids I have in, in Brazil, and I, I never embrace them. I never hug them. I never kiss them. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they smell. <laughs> <laughs> That's one yeah. thing. You can't smell things through the internet <laughs> or through electronics. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's tough. No. So, what were some of the struggles that you had after you got here to adjust or to find a job or just what what kinds of obstacles did you encounter? The obstacles was the the language. No, mm-hmm. I know a couple words, but uh, to link that word to make a sentence was too hard for me because the the. Verbs and but uh, not to work because uh, the the Brazilian community is too is very big here. We're here and uh, you can find a job with them and you can work without talking. What okay. happened that made you decide you want to learn English? Oh, once you live here, you have to learn, you no, know, how to communicate. You do a, you do a good job, but. I, I've encountered immigrants who've been here for 15 years who never decided to learn English. So why was it different for you, since you were already in a, a Brazilian community? Yeah, I, I know people, they came before me, mm-hmm. but they they still know, know speaking English. They know about something they learn. They understand, but they cannot communicate. It's, uh, it depends, no? Every person is different. All right. Well, tell me how you were different that that you decided. But was there a particular day when you said, "Okay, I'm going to do it"? Or what happened that made you decide? Uh, because I have a, a good education, like a, a college degree, and it's easier, no, to to learn. Some people they live here, some Brazilian or South America or Central America, they have no. Education, no, they are not educated. They, they, they went to the school until, until the secondary 
grades only, no? So it's very difficult to them to learn. So uh, you had a degree from Brazil, from university. Yeah. What was your degree in? I, I went to the law school. To law school? Yeah. Uh, did you become? Uh, I, did you become a lawyer? I didn't graduate, but I have a law school. Wow. My goal was be a biochemistry, but I couldn't go to the school because it was too far from my my city. And then I I went to law school. Wow. And that somehow led to the banking career? No, I started to work in the bank before I, I get a graduation. Wow. So what were some of the other obstacles? I mean, here you were, you were just, you were a professional in Brazil, and now you come here, you have to work. What kinds of work could you find? Once I don't speak the, the language, now then I have to work as a, uh, work in restaurants and uh, cleaning, like a housekeeper. Mm -hmm. At first, no, when I just came, I work as no prep in restaurants. I work as a prep and cleaning. Yeah, food prep and cleaning. And what about your wife? Was it hard for her to adjust? Yes, very hard because you know it's tough when you have to to leave your family, your your friends, uh, the comfort what you have in the country. Mm -hmm. So was the the change is very tough to to adjust. Do you have regrets? No, no regrets. I have no regrets. But I miss my country. I miss my family and friends. What's the most difficult obstacle you've had, right from the 1999 to today? Does something stand out as one of the toughest moments for you? The tougher moments is to be with my family. Mm -hmm. They grow up and they get some of them are passing away, and I couldn't stay with them. No, that, it's the difficult. That, thing. that must be very very hard. Yes. So when did you decide to start your own business? Once my wife came here, she started to work as a housekeeping mm -hmm. or house cleaning. We decided to open a company and try to grow up as an entrepreneur because everybody know, likes to know. Everybody wants to, to get a, a better life. What year was it that you started your own company? It's about seven years ago. Seven years ago, okay. It was my wife's company. I work as a cook in a nursing home. So I quit the job and I start to, to help her and we opened the, the sole proprietor, mm -hmm. and now I have a another company, you know, like a... A kind of spin-off company. Uh, if you were going to define a good customer, how would you define a good customer? How does somebody get to be a good customer, one of your favorite customers? The favorite customer is the one that never complains about things you... you you did good, and they 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 try to 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 say you're not good. But uh, I I have no complaint because my customers are very good, and uh, they give us freedom to work. And they give us the key. We have no a good relationship with them. How many customers do you have? I have no. Let me see. It's about uh, 
25. And during this COVID-19 pandemic, what's happening? They are a good customer. They still pay up. They have a check. And we're expecting the, the, the situation to get better to, to meet again. No. So you're you're able to shelter at home right now? Yes. Oh that's that's yeah. good. That's good. So what do you what do you hope might change in the world after this experience of this pandemic? You think it's gonna get back to normal or what 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 do you hope will change in uh, a good way? I think a lot of things are gonna be changed. Like what? So if people have to, to think more about the environmental about the way they they treat their other people, how they share the, you know, their life with the family. I think a lot of things are going to be different, I hope, because everybody you know, is in a challenge for money, money, money. Life does not presume in money. You know? I have to be more, you have to love more each other. You know? Make you think about that. So, did you ever bring anything with you from Brazil that you still have? Some object or some something that you always keep with you? No, just the, the only one thing that I bring is uh, my clothes in my bag and a little briefcase. Nothing else. No personal item. No. What would you tell somebody? Who wants to come to this country? What kind of advice would you give them? If you could do it over again, if I had known this, I would have done that. Or some advice to for them. The only thing I have to give to, to tell them is uh, come with the focus to work hard and don't expect to be rich <laughs> because the life is very, very hard over here and the it's not easy like you think. It's not when not the are, American dream. Yeah, it's still a dream for for us because in, in our country is very difficult than here to live, to survive, or to to have things, materials. But it's not it's not like you dream over there. They, it's like a fantasy. No, the reality is very different when you think when you're there. Before you come, you, you, your dream is so big. But when you come here, the, the life is not that easy like you think. But I tell them, you, know, you can come. Work hard and you'll be happy. Your dreams come true. Uh, how did you find out about the Gardner Pilot Academy adult education program? How, how long have you been coming to that? Uh, about four to four or five years, I I went to the. And how did you find out about them? Uh, my friends they they told me about the the, the the school, and I applied to to stood there, and they helped me a lot, give me confidence, you know, give me strength. What are you the most proud of in your life? I don't I never think about proud. I'm proud about my well, maybe the happiest my, moments. What what are some yeah. of the happiest moments for you? Where oh, where oh. have you you've experienced success either financially or or emotionally or some way? Oh, I think emotionally because I'm not addicted to the money. 
you know, I take money to spend. Mm -hmm. But I'm so happy to, to have my family in a good way, healthy, and everything is gone. It's working good. What are what is some of your dreams about the future? Assuming that we we pull out of this pandemic that's going on right now, what are some of your personal hopes and dreams? <laughs> and it's so simple. Today, my dreams are to continue living my life and enjoy the journey. That's all. But in a commercial issue, I also plan to grow my business. So my family will provide for. This way we can have an easier life. Okay. So like right now, how many people you have working for you? Oh, it's me, my wife, and about two more people. So are you, think, are you thinking about more people you want to have? Yeah, I would like to have. But we have a bad situation in the country. People are trying to save money. It's not too easy to grow, no, but to grow the company. But uh, we are trying to grow. Right. To grow. Well, you have happy yeah. customers, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So is your son a, considered a dreamer? Yeah, he has a, his own dream. No, but I mean, is he, he considered like one of the dreamers? He stayed in Dhaka, no? Oh, yes, that's what I meant. He is a Dhaka guy and uh, expecting to the government to legalize them. So is he trying to become a citizen? There's no law about that at this time. But they still renew you know, the DACA law. When you brought him here, how old was he in 1999? He was four years old. Oh, so he has no memory of Brazil. No, no. He, no, he don't remember anything in that. How's his Portuguese? But he's good in Portuguese. He speaks four languages. Oh, what are some of the uh, other languages he speaks? He speaks Spanish, Italian, Portuguese, and, and English. Wow. You going to bring him into the business, or does he have other plans? Oh, he has other what? plans. Political science, international relations. And he has a job as a, he work in the a vote, a computer tanks, no? Oh, right. Well, he's building a website for you. Did Is, is that done? Yeah. Because the virus, no, that because he's still working. Oh, home. he's working at home. So, yeah. Geraldo, I'm just curious. I know you've been frustrated about not being able to have a driver's license. Yeah. Is that like one of the biggest obstacles for you still? Yeah, because once you have a driver's license, you drive more confident to have no, have no threat to, to, to be stopped. Have you ever been stopped? No, no, never. But I used to have a driver's license like over here because when I came, we could take a driver's license. I, I have my driver's license and I renew until 2015. But now has another law. You have to have a American ID to renew. So in, around here, around Massachusetts, New York, and another county, another state, you can go there and renew your life. But you can't in uh, Massachusetts? Uh, not yet. <laughs> There's a law in a, in the house to be voted. Oh, when are they going to vote on that? Yeah, well, we're waiting for them to, to think about the, the image. Do you have any plans to become a citizen? I would like to. 
to become a citizen, to go in my country to see my, my relatives. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's tough. And the government, they don't, they don't think about us, no. I miss him, Bush. Bush was a good guy. Gave people the opportunity to become a citizen. But after the 2001, the 7-Eleven. Uh, oh, oh, 9-11. 9-11. <laughs> 7-11. 7-11 is a store, yeah. <laughs> so, after 9-11, yeah. yeah. After 9-11, they never gave us the chance to become a citizen anymore. Mm. Uh, at least you go the, the wrong ways, no? Like, uh, you know, trying to... Because you pay taxes, uh, right? Yes, I pay You uh, pay taxes, but then you you were saying when I talked to you the other day that you don't get any Social Security. You don't get any benefits. Yeah, no. Even now, when the government is helping people, you know, with a, a couple of dollars, uh, I have no rights to receive those. So anything else that you want to tell me or any experience that you had? No, I, I would like to talk about my dreams. Uh, uh, tell me some more about that. Yeah, I'm, I would like to say about my dream and to one is coming to here to, with a dream too. Oh. This is the land of opportunity and we are able to pursue our dreams. It's up to us to work hard for what we have here. But this is a place that provides the possibility to change your life for the better. That's why when and, we are here to work hard and get the, the dreams become true. Absolutely. Well, I have a dream for you, which is that somehow you're going to be able to see your grandchildren and hold them and see the sons you left behind and their families. I hope everyone stays healthy down there in Brazil. Thank you very much for that. And I will be the happiest man in the world. I bet. When that I bet. Okay. Thank you so much, Geraldo. Okay. All right. Take All right. care. Okay. Thank you so you much. Too. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Uh, okay. Thanks. Bye. Although he came to the United States to better his economic life, Geraldo has never lost sight of the importance of family and the need for people to care for one another. Always on the lookout for ways to expand and grow his business, he has the resilient and courageous spirit of an entrepreneur. Pursuing money for its own sake has never been a driving force for Geraldo. His story documents the hard work it takes to bring the American dream out of the clouds of fantasy into the real world. Thank you for staying with us right to the end of this episode. The Immigrant Voices podcast project is the brainchild of Michelle Duval, the program director at the Adult Education Program at the Gardner Pilot Academy in Alston, Massachusetts. You can learn more about English for Speakers of Other Languages courses at our website, www.gpaesol.com, or by emailing Michelle Duval directly at m.duval at live.com. Without the funding of Charles View, Inc., and the support of its executive director, Joanne Barber, this project would never have been possible. 
A special thanks to music consultant Michael Bluestein, who helped us locate royalty-free music as background for each of my guest episodes. And last but not least, a big thank you to all the guests who are participating in this series of interviews. And to all our listeners, we say thank you. Do come back for the next episode.